0: This is Bigger Pockets Daily, kicking off your Monday with a daily dose of real estate information and education. The article I'm about to share is one of more than 10,000 blog articles available on Bigger Pockets, but you can't read the blog when you're walking the dog or browsing the MLS. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break.
1: If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve steadily.com. can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today.
0: Are you a boring franchise or a custom cuisine by Paul Moore? So you're a great cook on the level of any chef, at least your friends tell you that. Your family eats well, and they say they'd rather eat at home than at any restaurant in town. You start dreaming. You want to open a restaurant. You dream for a while. Your spouse has a great career and makes great money. You're still sitting on that inheritance money, too. It's go time. Well, almost. First, you must answer a critical question. What type of restaurant will I launch? Custom cuisine? Or franchise. You have a flair for French cuisine, and many friends say they've never had a better meal. Even in France. You devour some old Julia Child videos and start sketching out a menu. You dream of how you'll decorate and search eBay for the right art for every wall. You select paints and hire a graphic illustrator to design the concept. You realize you'll need a few investors. This shouldn't be a problem. All your friends and that wealthy cousin will certainly want in. <laughs> You hope. You start to look for furniture and hit a wall. You've got pictures of that restaurant from your anniversary trip, but their furniture must have been handcrafted. So, you start searching for a custom furniture builder. You get a few quotes, and it dawns on you, this is getting real. And this will be a lot more expensive and a lot harder than you thought, and the cost of failure would be devastating. And you still must do a hundred, no, a thousand, other tasks in various realms where you have little experience. These include choosing a name, getting a logo, and other graphics, legal and entity work, staffing, advertising, and so much more. Suddenly, this romantic idea seems more like an uphill battle with an uncertain end. And you hear that a new French restaurant just opened in the same part of town. Another angle. You've expressed your growing frustrations to your new business coach, a retired serial entrepreneur. She started over a dozen small companies over three decades, then sold out in her 50s. She has a passion for helping others avoid the mistakes she made and get on the right track. Your coach doesn't seem surprised. It seems she expected you to come to this moment. But her proposed solution infuriates you. You ever thought of ditching the custom cuisine and launching a franchise instead? this is an outrage you bite your lip and look around nervously thankfully you have a child to pick up after soccer and you excuse yourself you practically storm out of the coffee shop franchise franchise (laughs) she must be kidding your spouse calms you down just before bedtime as you lie awake the thought hits you what is my main goal here anyway to fulfill my passions or build a profitable business and create wealth. And which path would most reliably get me there? Both are great goals, but they aren't mutually exclusive. You could achieve both along either path. With this in mind, you reluctantly Google pros and cons of franchising, secretly hoping the cons outweigh the pros. You learn a lot that night. Statistics on different sites conflict, but one website is particularly clear. You jot down a list. Advantages of a franchise 1. Most hard startup work is already done. 2. You need little to no experience. 3. Support from an extensive network of experienced businesses. 4. Significant franchisor buying power. 5. Financing should be more accessible, and in fact, the franchisor often provides it. Disadvantages of a franchise. One, minimal flexibility. No choice of menus, pricing, colors, furnishings, name, logo, policies, and a thousand other issues. Two, you'll have to share a significant portion of profits with the franchiser. Three, you won't get to travel to France or eBay to acquire the beautiful furnishings, source exotic food, and more. Everything has been established by someone you'll never meet. Four, Business reputation partially depends on a corporation and other franchisees. 5. Franchisers hold more renewal power. You could get fired, or they could raise their rates over time. This list seals the deal for you. You can't imagine decades chained to corporate suits who will run your life. Your plans for custom cuisine are back on track. Your coach must be mistaken. A wake-up call. You wake up to an email from your coach. She sends you statistics on the failure rates of new businesses. The Bureau of Labor Statistics says almost 18% of small businesses fail in the first year. Close to half tank within five years, and just over a third survive past a decade. Over one out of three isn't so bad, you reason. She reminds you that these stats don't account for those who hang on but barely make it those who must continually borrow from a spouse's income or their retirement to hang on. Entrepreneurs whose eager dreams turn into living nightmares that lead to burnout, missed decades with family, and a host of other physical and mental strains so common to startups. Yikes. She points out that carefully selected franchises generally have much higher survival rates and profitability than their competition and a higher quality of life for the owner's and a much higher likelihood of scaling into multiple locations, plus a higher probability of resale at the end of the line. This throws you back into confusion. So many questions to ponder. What type of restaurant will you launch? Should you even do this? Maybe you should just invest in a restaurant, or work for one first to learn the ropes. There's certainly not one clear path for everyone. From restaurants to real estate. Rather than a restaurant, you want to succeed in real estate. Awesome. I'm 100% behind you. I wish I'd started sooner. And I wish I would have considered these issues decades ago. Which model should you choose? I don't have an answer for you. I've done both. I've made money at both. I've worked very hard at both. I admit I lost more money on the custom side. And I've built more wealth on the franchise side. But you're not me. So let's look at this custom versus franchise real estate model custom real estate business. This isn't limited to one strategy, but it is often in the realm of single-family flips, small rental properties, or one-off commercial deals like mobile home parks, self-storage, RV parks, land developments, and more. A boutique operation typically fits the realm of a right-brained artist or creative, those who loathe all things corporate those who love HGTV and dream of creating masterpieces like Chip and Joanna. Or it may include someone like my friend, who recently bought a handful of Gatlinburg, Tennessee rental cabins and resorts, making 50% to 80% cash-on-cash ROI annually. As a retired GM engineer, he has a careful process for selecting each home. He has loose procedures, such as Airbnb, Verbo check-ins, maintenance, marketing, but he doesn't need massive staff or systems to grow and run this. I'd call this a boutique, not a franchise. If you're a real estate agent, this could look like going with the flow, using minimal systems and team. Custom boutiques are typically hands-on. You pick the house and paint colors you oversee or perform the labor and do the marketing to lease or sell your custom creation. Potentially enjoyable. It's hard work, but you get to see and touch the fruits of your labor. An expression of your creativity, just like their occupants, every home is unique and you can bring out the best in each. Bigger potential wins. Lots of kudos from your community. You may even land on the local home tour. And if you live in Waco and your name is Gaines, you may even make tens of millions with your own TV show. It's worth dreaming, right? Hard to scale. Most look at each deal as a standalone, custom boutique deal. They usually run a business they must work in rather than work on. Freewheeling. This appeals to many entrepreneurs. Corporate restrictions are like handcuffs. Entrepreneurs groan, imagining a shelf of franchise manuals to read and follow. Ugh. Unpredictable. Generally, a less predictable way to systematically build wealth. Unstable. Significantly more ups and downs in time. Unpredictable seasons of intense effort and dry times with no work. Hard to do well as a side gig. Though it is absolutely possible to flip houses or own rental property as a side hustle, countless investors are highly stressed by this lifestyle, and many give up. Franchise real estate business There are many types of franchise businesses as well. I'm in the collective genius mastermind with hundreds of top real estate operators. The majority run a franchise-style operation, while a custom house flipper I know has trouble doing a house a month. Many of these franchise investors flip or wholesale 100 to 300 homes per year. The group includes multifamily syndicators, self-storage operators, mobile home park funds, and more. All are operating systematically or well along a path to achieve this. Here's a commercial example of franchising. Our firm does due diligence and invests alongside investors in the best self-storage and other commercial operators we can find. Our self-storage operating partners typically acquire one-off storage facilities. Then they rebrand them and add systems, software, standardized property management policies, procedures, and more. By assimilating dozens of former mom and pop assets under one flag, they make far higher profits than they would operating individually and they create a target on their backs for institutional investors looking to write large checks to acquire portfolios. If you're a real estate agent, a franchise may look like operating by Gary Keller's millionaire real estate agent with carefully designed and managed systems and a well-trained team. Franchised real estate businesses are systematic, can be run by a replacement if a key owner or staffer leaves, repeatable, The same processes that worked in Louisville, Kentucky will be applied and produce a similar outcome in Dayton, Ohio, or Daytona, Florida. Programmatic. There are one year, five year, and beyond plans to grow the business and eventually divest. The manager can tell you about acquisition plans for next year. Junior partners. There is a national epidemic of businesses whose aging owners have no one to share the load and eventually step into their shoes. Many just shut down leaving the older entrepreneur in a financial crisis. A franchise operation is a natural fit for a younger employee to join and eventually manage or acquire. Acquisition Targets Institutional investors seek franchise-style businesses to write large checks for. Some even refer to these businesses as franchises. They often pay a premium above the norm, assigning a lower cap rate, which means a higher price per dollar of profit. A third option, I did the custom boutique operation for years. We had a lot of fun. Early on, I recall telling my partner, I can't believe we get paid to do this. (laughs) We made a lot of money and lost some. We worked when we wanted to and bought houses and land with whatever equity and debt we could pull together at the time. Friends and family invested with us and we made great memories. But we didn't build significant wealth. I've done the second path as well, though it was much harder to get far down the road without a skilled team and systems that were outside my wheelhouse. I'm early in my third decade as a real estate investor, syndicator, fund manager. I could choose either of these options. For me personally, at this point, knowing my strengths and weaknesses, I have opted for a third path. I invest in syndicators and funds that operate as franchises, These firms typically acquire boutique commercial assets from mom-and-pop operators. Then, like a master sculptor, they chisel away the excess and create a beautiful, profitable, well-running franchise-like asset that contributes to their scalable syndication business or portfolio. This is my favorite model of the three. This path holds many benefits for my company, my friends, and me. One – we benefit from the profits of the boutique to franchise transformation. 2. We remain passive while experts and technicians do the heavy lifting. 3. We happily pay the franchise fee in the form of profits to the operator. He locates better deals and generates significantly higher profits than we could ever dream of on our own. 4. We diversify into multiple different asset classes, geographies, operators, and strategies. 5. We get the cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits real estate is famous for. I hope this lengthy podcast provides issues to ponder as you create your future in the real estate investing realm. I made quite a few generalizations, and I hope you'll bear with me since there are as many different strategies as bigger pockets readers and investors. <laughs> I wish you well in whichever path you choose. Congratulations! You just got smarter and one step closer to reaching your real estate investing goals. You know what else will make you smarter? Setting up keyword alerts in your BiggerPockets profile. Go to account settings, alerts, and set up alerts for the market or strategy you're interested in. For example, Turnkey or Kansas City. You're guaranteed to connect with like-minded investors who share similar goals. Want to hear more BiggerPockets daily? Check out some older episodes you missed. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow.